1: or do something a little more
2: epic
1: and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: With Danny Ruye, I'm Grant Paulson. This is The Fan, a Darius Dameron-Ryan Clary production. We are taking you up to 6.30 this evening in a short Tover time. He'll take you up to puck drop and Caps hockey tonight right here on your flagship home for the Caps. Speaking of which, at 6 in 55 minutes, we're going to be giving away three pairs of Caps tickets. We're going to play the very popular, very popular, highly regarded game, Do I Know the Band? Formerly known as Does Grant Know the Band? Does Grant Know the Band is the game. If you haven't played before, it's a lot of fun. You call in, a very famous song gets played. Mm-hmm. I probably won't know who's singing the but song. Sometimes he does. You have to guess whether I'm right or wrong and whether I know the band. Now, let's talk to our buddy Jay Gruden.
2: On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly at Fairfax, your F 150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet and Sterling, home to Ted Britt for life. <laughs> lifetime vehicle
3: coverage. See and shop at Tedbert.com. Jay Gruden, it has been too long. How are you? How you doing, fellas? What's up, buddy? Doing well doing? What'd you do for the holiday? Uh, what'd, you, what'd you get for Christmas?
4: I didn't get anything. Oh, I got a jacket. My son gave me a jacket, and uh, I think that's about it. My dad gave me a gift card to the PGA golf store. That's about it.
3: Oh, you're so steamed up. That's all you need, right? What are you going to get at the
4: golf store?
2: Uh, probably some new shoes. You never have too many golf shoes.
3: I don't have any golf shoes.
2: Hey, Jay, actually, a golf question for you. I, I don't, I don't play very much, but I, I went and hit at the driving range other day with my kids. My grip is old and sticky and gross and like rubs off on my fingers. Is that something I can do at home or do I have to take it to a professional? Like get, get new grip and retape it?
4: I think you take it into the pro shop where we were a member at and they'll re grip it for you. Have it ready in about uh, 30, 40 minutes. you would be good to go. Where are you a member? Let at? me just
2: write down that get a membership
3: to <laughs> a golf thing. <laughs>
4: yeah, that would help. We'll do that, yeah.
3: Uh, Jay, let's start with the decision to bench Sam Howell two weeks before the end of the year for Jacoby Brissett. It's four and 11 season. The whole year has been about how now it's Jacoby's turn. Were you surprised by the decision? What do you think of it?
4: I wasn't surprised the way Jacoby played the last two weeks coming in in relief. And I think Sam has struggled pretty mightily the last month or so. And, you know, when you're not showing that much progress and you get taken out and the guy comes in behind you and lights it up back-to-back weeks, I think you pretty much don't have a choice but to play the guy that split it up the last two weeks. Uh, you know, it's too bad because Sam had a had a pretty good run there. He's playing pretty good football for a while. But, you know, the lack of consistent improvement is the biggest concern they have moving forward with Sam.
3: When you say you don't have much of a choice, why couldn't it just be as simple as it's 4-11, the season's over, it's developmental time. One of these guys is young and might have a future. The other is a veteran journeyman backup type who's a good player, but may or may not be here and is definitely not the long-term answer. So we're just going to play the young guy.
4: Yeah, we'll pull up Jake Fromm from the practice squad, let him play the last two weeks, see what he can do. You know, there's a bunch of options you have, unfortunately, at 4-11, and 11, but I think to show the locker room that you still care and you're still trying to win, you play the best guy who has played the best the last couple of weeks. and. I think that's the case for every position. You know, they bench Forbes uh, early in the year, a rookie, um, stunted his progress a little bit. But they had to play the better player, I guess. So, and I think that's the case with Jacoby right now. I assume I'm not there at practice every day. Maybe Jacoby's been lightened up at practice every day, and the players see that and they
2: want him in there. Jay, when you you mentioned Forbes, when you change a cornerback or change a guard. You know, if pudgy idiots like me aren't necessarily you know, flapping their gums about it for for you know days on end. It's more significant than that. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about that. Just w- when you know, okay, we've got to make this change or we're going to make this change. What's that process like?
4: Well, it's a it is a process. It's uh it's every day in practice that you're watching these guys and meeting rooms and and then the production on the field on game day. You know, you take all that into account and then you have to play the guy he thinks is going to give you the best chance to win. That's the bottom line of pro football and how you make decisions playing. You try to give some young guys an opportunity because the young guys are the building blocks blocks of your franchise and your organization. But at the end of the day, if the veteran guy is playing better, you got to play the veteran. And I think that's the case with Jacoby right now.
2: So how do you think he'll play now that you know coming in relief when everybody's prepared for somebody else is one thing now that San Francisco's got some time, figure out, you know, what, what his role is going to be like in the offense. How do you expect this game to go this week?
4: Not well, <laughs> I think San Francisco's <laughs> going to come in smoking <laughs> and uh, they're going to play pretty good defense. They get two good edge rushers and uh, you know, it's going to be tough. Two good linebackers and good corner wards. So It'll be a tough day probably for Jacoby, but he gives him the best chance to win, I guess. And uh, I don't know if anybody gives him the best chance to win this week because San Francisco's got to win to keep that number one seed or try to play for the number one seed. And Kyle Shanahan coming back to this area, I think, he will have something to prove and want to show off a little bit.
3: Jay, I'm sure you saw this, but the other part of the news, and we're not sure how this will play out, but Jacoby Brissett apparently, late in practice yesterday, tweaked his hamstring. It got worse overnight. So he came in today, they added him to the injury report, he was limited, and I was told he's legitimately questionable. Like, he's going to have to try it on the field on Sunday before the game to even see if he can go. So I guess my my first question would be, as a coach, how awkward, if at all, would that interaction be when you're telling Sam, if need be, that he is the starter, when you just essentially said you're benching him because he's broken in the moment and, and you're trying to give him a breather, and now you might have to go right back to him and say, Hey kid, we trusted y'all along. Like what would that be like?
4: <laughs> it's, it's a unique situation right there. I don't mean to laugh, but my God, I think you got to play Sam Howell now. I didn't know he tweaked his hamstring. If it's if it's that close all year long, and Sam's been the starter, uh, if Jacoby's a hundred percent, then yes, maybe give Jacoby a shot these last two weeks. But if he's got a sore hamstring at all, you got to play Sam because you're going to have to run. He's going to have to move around in a pocket. You can't have a gimp back there taking all these sacks that San Francisco's going to bring to the table. you got to have somebody that can escape, and that'll be Sam. So I'd I'd go with Sam if Jacoby's got a bad hammy. would you?
3: Yeah, depending on how bad it is. We were talking about this earlier, right? Jay Gruden joins us on Grant and Danny. Whereas, you know, let's say he's 80% or something. Maybe if you're the starter on the team and you're fighting for the playoffs and you're 80%, see Trevor Lawrence, who's been trying to gut through an injury, like you keep trotting out there. But if you're Jacoby Brissett. You're going into an offseason where you're a free agent. It's so rare for you to get an opportunity to put film out there. You've played in the last two games, and you've lit it up like you were throwing against Air 7-on-7. The film is outstanding. Do you really even want to risk it? Like, let's say you go out through the motions on Sunday, and you could play if you had to, but you're 75 to 85 or 90% or something, but you feel it when you do something twitchy, and you know Nick Bose is going to be coming off the edge, making you move in the pocket. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I'm just you know not wired the same way. I know I'm not wired the same way as these athletes professionally. But to me, I might go, I- I'm going to play in this game and put this film out before I got a chance to go make money this offseason. I'll just let my agent send around that Jets and Rams tape instead. What do you think about that?
4: I agree 100%. I mean, Jacoby can't put himself in harm's way, especially the way the line is blocking. I mean, if he doesn't get any protection, he's going to get killed back there and it's not going to be any good for his future, trying to get a job as a backup or potential starter. So, yeah, if he's banged up a little bit, if he can't run, if he can't burst on that leg, there's no way he should take the field.
3: Well, by the way, just to add to – I mean, this is getting funnier and funnier as I well. think about oh, I know. it. Their left tackle's ruled out, their center's ruled out, and their right tackle, Wiley's questionable. questionable.
4: Yeah, I'm going to sit this one out if I'm Jacoby. An <laughs> <laughs> hamstring coach. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's just common sense. you got to be able to run in this game, and, and it's kind of a weird time to – Played Jacoby now to think about it with all those line issues. You want an athletic quarterback back there, and you know, at least Sam can run and do some zone reads or something like that, and some RPOs and stuff like that, which Jacoby can do too, but not with a pulled hamstring.
2: So, yeah. Jay, I want to take you back to and Jay Gruden with us here on GD. Back to 2014. Robert Griffin started seven times, Kirk Cousins started five times, and Colt McCoy started four times. It was like Jay Gruden changing quarterbacks one, me changing socks and underpants two, right? Like there were mm-hmm. a lot of changes made. Is that something that you kind of went, you know what? We can't do that anymore. We can't go through a carousel. we got to find a guy regardless of, of who or how or, 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 or whatever.
4: Yeah, that's for sure the goal of every franchise. You want to find the guy. But if none of the guys are performing up to the expectations your franchise has, you got to try, to try some different things. You know, Robert started the year, and then he got hurt. So he went to Kirk, and Kirk struggled a little bit. And then we took him out and went to Colt. Colt played pretty good, and then he got hurt. And we went back to Robert. And then I uh, went finished with Cole, I think, her. I can't remember how we did it. That, but you're right, we did change quite a bit. <laughs> but we're trying to find the right formula, the right fit. And they all had a different skill set. Kirk and Cole were kind of similar, but our, obviously RG3 had the ability to run and do some of the zone read stuff. But, you know, it just
2: didn't work out the way we wanted it until we went with Kirk full time. So along those lines, Jay, the difference was y- you never came out and boldly proclaimed that this year was about somebody. Right? In other words, like starting the offseason this past year, Ron Rivera told everybody who would listen, we found our guy, Sam Howell, this is it, this year's about him, and why isn't the defense playing well? And he was like, well, we have a young quarterback. Like Things that had no correlation. Had you done that in 2014 and then were changing quarterbacks every week, I think people would were a lot more irritated about that. Like I just would love for you to, to, to speak to that and quantify it.
4: Yeah, well, we tried to announce Robert as a starter, I believe, at the beginning of the year because we were trying to make it work with him because he had such a good rookie campaign. Obviously, he got hurt his second year with the Shanahan's, and uh, we tried, you know, because that was their draft pick. That was that was Dan's and Bruce's big pick, so we tried to make it work. But unfortunately, he got hurt, and we went and had the quarterback carousel. You know, it is odd for Ron to come out after Sam Howell only playing one football game last year against Dallas to say, "Okay, here's our guy." You know, there's a lot of unknowns out there with sam moving forward so you know it was a bold bold move by him and you know it looked to be pretty good early on but over the course of the long haul it didn't work out too good for sam but sam's still got a lot of ability he's just young man you got to give these guys an opportunity uh, sometimes and um, you know it takes a long time for these guys to see the defenses get used to the protections get used to the players around them, the speed of the game situational football all the plays put in week in and week out, you know, it's tough for these young players. And the expectations for these quarterbacks nowadays are unrealistic sometimes when you compare them to Mahomes and Josh Allen and these guys.
3: To Danny's point uh, about the 2014 situation where you benched Cousins, who pretty clearly at that time, well, I guess some could argue Griffin, but for a lot of us, it was he was the one guy that had a chance to actually be the answer. And you guys benched him and you went to a more veteran guy in, in Colt. I'm wondering, because there, there's some... Uh, I would say similarities like my point is always that like them benching Howell now after two straight games where they yank him and then going to Jacoby with two weeks left for this reset that essentially it's the end of the road. It tells me what I need to know that this is not a long-term answer starting quarterback here in DC. They might say otherwise in cousins case, he didn't end up getting the starting job in 2015 and he's never not been a starter since, and he's become one of the better passers in the league. So I guess my question is, like, coach me up on that. Like, I'm watching what they did with Sam and going, all right, well, now I know what I need to know about Sam Howell. He's, they're saying he's so broken, we can't possibly let him play against San Francisco. And I'm saying, well, if that's true, then he can't be a franchise quarterback. Like, where am I wrong?
4: Well, you're wrong because he's young, and he can still get better with time. Um and seeing things and understanding protections and how he fits in the pocket and run schemes and all that stuff. There's so much things a quarterback has on his plate. You're not wrong in the fact that he has digressed a little bit, and that's the issue with the, you want your quarterback to continue to get better and better. But at this age, Sam Howland has limited experience in the National Football League. I just think a lot of people have unrealistic expectations for their They Well, these guys to still four touchdowns and 70% completions all the time like Brock Purdy. Um, and even Brock Purdy struggled last week. So it's just hard for these quarterbacks, especially if you don't have great talent around them. I mean, the offensive line is not very good. Tight end issue is there. The receivers, I think, underperformed. The running backs, you know, were okay. Uh, it'd be nice to have some star power around Sam to help him out. I just feel like everything was put on his shoulders. He's, you know, everybody expects him to be Josh Allen, and there's no way he could be like that in his first year.
2: Jay, how would you go about fixing Sam, How trying to rebuild him?
4: You just continue to work with them. And unfortunately, the NFL has cut back a lot of the OTA times and all that stuff. These guys need a huge dose of working.
3: I think we lost Jay. I'm going to put him on hold, see if we can. I'm going to guess he like, did one of those like accidental mute of the phone things. Like your chin just touches yeah, some yeah. weird button. I've done that a lot lately. That's an iPhone thing. Were you Like the accidental mute? Yeah, I don't know why, but it happens sometimes. And you're just talking, and you you don't even know that you're on mute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you've
2: gone for a long time, and it's you also just keep possible, talking
3: because we have phone problems. That the phone dropped, and the cell phones stink in general. But it sounded like there was still like background noise, almost yeah, right. Like there, there
2: was a bree like a drew going on behind him.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say minus one sixty. He accidentally muted his phone on chin mute. Yep. Minus one twenty. Phone dropped. Mm. Plus two forty was tired of the interview and just said screw these guys. <laughs> Enough of these guys. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You guys just hung up on me. So. Nah, you're no, No, we didn't. We think it was an accidental mute situation. We're not sure. Huh. But uh but All we're right. back. So that's what matters the most. Um, which is good. But you were talking about how you would build up. How him you build up, up Sam Howe.
4: Yeah, I, I said it's off season process, working on his fundamentals, uh, continue going through his reads and techniques and situations.
3: Now I'm leaning toward it's a cell phone issue, a a signal issue. Because you can hear something. You can. But also, we've never – like, Jay comes on every single week all season. His cell phone's never been bad at any point. Now, does he think we hung up on him again? Try him one more time. Let's see what – yeah, he definitely thinks we hung up on him again. Okay, but when you try him, hang up on him just to play a prank. Yeah, this time, call Jay. (laughs) As soon as he says he's ready to come on, hang up on him. Or do a pretend like – hey. Like, then it's his fault. You know what I mean? Then he's confused. Then he doesn't know, or like his phone's underwater for some reason. We're not doing it to you, Jay. We promise. Jay Gruden is on the program. You're listening to Grant and Danny here on 106.7 The Fan. Although, now that we're calling him, he's not answering. So he's probably very upset. That's my guess. All right. Let's do this. Okay. We'll step away. Yep. We're going to regroup. We're going to regroup. Well, Jay's there. All right. Let's get Jay back on. Jay Gruden is with us. Jay, are you there?
4: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You guys just keep hanging up on me. I'm getting pissed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I told Darius this time, just call you and hang up. And just, to, sniff, just to just to see. just to throw throw this whole thing off completely. All right, I'm going to ask a different question because I think maybe we can't answer this. How maybe thing. your phone just doesn't like the question. Here's what I'll ask you: Let's say you get this head coaching job. You 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 you're a candidate. You're Ben Johnson, whatever. You sign on. You're coming to Washington. What would your level of interest be looking at Howell as a prospect in like, rolling with him in year one?
4: I think if you put together Sam's highlight reel, you'd be very impressed. You know, you could put some plays together that make Sam look really, really good and has a very bright future in the National Football League. However, he does have some really bad tape also. So we got to fix the bad stuff, make sure there are things we can do to make him better uh, and improve on his decision-making and maybe fix some of his footwork, his fundamentals, his accuracy, and all that stuff. So I think there's talent there to be excited about, but he does have a lot of work to do.
3: What do you make now in hindsight? It obviously didn't work. There's probably a lot of reasons. Of the plan for him from enemy, like the help from a, a coordinator standpoint. It's my belief that going from where he was – in October to where he is now, where they can't trust him against San Francisco, like takes a village, and a lot of people struggled, screwed up in their in developing him. What do you make of the plan with the the drop back game and the the hits he's taken, the sacks? Some of those are his fault, obviously. The lack of the run game, like, what do you think? Yeah,
4: I think the enemy deserves some uh, blame a little bit for trying to really be aggressive with his growth process early. You know, it it worked out a little bit, but he came out a little bit overly aggressive for a young quarterback. Didn't get the running game going as much as I'm sure everybody would have liked. Unfortunately, the running game isn't very good. You know, the offensive line, the tight ends aren't good in the running game. So it's very difficult to say, hey, you got to run the ball more when it's not very effective. Then you're going to force Sam into a lot of third downs. So I think Eric did what he thought was best way to move the ball and score touchdowns, and that's throw the ball and air it out. Unfortunately, he got hit a lot and sacked a lot, and a lot of negative plays were a result.
2: What was this offense missing personnel-wise besides, you know, a quarterback? Like that would have made things easier or made the plan more effective uh, and, uh, for for Howell and Company.
4: Interior offensive linemen, tight ends, tight end that can block. I mean, you know, Logan Thomas is a good kid, and he can run a route every now and then, but he he is not a blocker. You know, you got to have some tight ends that can block, have multiple Uh, personnel groupings. They're stuck in 11 personnel a lot. Um, It'd be nice to be able to go 12 personnel or 13 personnel, get some tight ends in there, maybe even a fullback next year. Uh, When you have a young quarterback, it's good to have those handoffs. And you can do some good bootlegs off that to get them out of harm's way, get them outside the pocket. But you can't do that if you don't have any semblance of a running game. And that's what hurt them. I think they need a couple tight ends. They need to fix their offensive line, interior, maybe a tackle as well. Uh, Receivers are pretty good. They got Terry and Samuel and, and, uh, those other guys, so they're, they're not bad. They could use another receiver, but I really think guards and uh, tight end
3: would help a lot. Jay, tomorrow night we're kicking off a new week of football here with the Lions and the Cowboys. Pretty big game NFC playoff ramifications. Detroit's 11-4, and four, Dallas is 10-5. and five. Who do you got?
4: It's a great game, I and mean, you look at that. You look at Detroit, what they're doing on offense. They have a veteran quarterback, right? They went out and drafted a game-changing tight end in Laporta. They got a game-changing back who plays on third down and first down in Gibbs, and they got a powerful offensive line. I mean, they've done a great job of building that franchise. I like Detroit. The one thing Dallas has trouble handling is powerful offensive football, and that's what Dallas, the Detroit brings. They got two great backs Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, I do like Dallas at home. Obviously, they play a lot better at home, but I think Detroit is. Uh, Pretty damn good. It's gonna be a close one. Actually, I'm gonna take Dallas at home because they're very good at home. But I like Detroit's chances.
3: Okay. So maybe Detroit, which is catching four and a half points like against the spread, but Cowboys on the money line. Yeah, Dallas like that. at home is good. Uh all right. Yeah. How about Dolphins Ravens? This is uh Baltimore laying three and a half in uh Maryland. Dolphins look, they're through eleven and four. They win this game. They'll have the head to head tiebreaker over Baltimore, tied for the best record in the AFC and a win away from the one seed pretty incredibly.
4: Yeah, I think both these teams are great. I really do. I I wish Waddle was playing. It would be better if Waddle was playing. But I like uh, the way Baltimore plays football, offense, defense, special teams. They're the most well-rounded team in the NFL, I believe. But obviously Miami is getting a lot better on defense. Vic Fangio's done a great job. Jalen Ramsey, they're getting a little bit better of a pass rush, and they stopped the run pretty well. So it'll be a heck of a game. I think Miami um, is going to hold it right there. and Whoever makes the plays at the end will win, but I'll take Miami in this one.
2: Jay, thank you as always, man. Always fun. Apologies for the phone mishaps and the purposeful hangups. Maybe, maybe not. Always appreciate it, okay.
3: buddy. Appreciate you guys. Have a good New Year. This is Jay Gruden on Grant and Danny here on the fan.
2: On air and on the road, Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Brick Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly in Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters, and Ted Bird Chevrolet and Sterling. Home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop
3: at TedBrett.com. Will Chase Young get a sack at FedEx Field on Sunday? We'll discuss that next on Grant and Danny. top of the hour at six o'clock we're giving away caps tickets you gotta win a game of does Grant know the ban we also got our confidence points picks and survivor so go vote right now facebook.com grant and danny that's facebook.com Grant and Danny if you want to take part in commanders survivor today you're booting somebody off the island giving somebody immunity there's gonna be three players left with two games to go. At the end of today, we also got a Caps power play still to come on G&D as well. Will Chase Young get a sack this weekend? I want to go around the room here. Danny, we will start with you. I'm setting the over-under at .5 sacks for Chase Young at FedEx on Sunday. Does he go over or under? He goes over. Um, We can't have nice things. It's going
2: to be so annoying. The the mentions will be a disaster. It'll be a hot tire fire.
3: But, yes, he gets one stubble field and then one real sack. So the stubble field means he'll kind of luck box his way into being in the area and someone does a lot of work, Nick Bosa, and then he'll get him to the ground.
2: Yeah, everyone else does it, and you run by and touch the guy and do a big celebration right afterwards like you did it. Okay, so you're giving him two sacks in the game? Sack and a half.
3: Sack and a half.
2: Sack and a half. One he... one real one where somebody blows an
3: assignment or he rips past a tight end or something. and uh, That's gets only assignment. happened like twice in his entire career. Oh, by I know. The way. Uh, twice this season. He had a, a sack and a half against Denver in his first game back. Which, by the way, he was unbelievable in that game. Now, he destroyed Garrett Bowles. And Logan had said all week, like, it's a great matchup for him. And it certainly was. And then he had a two-sack game against the Giants. I'm not going to sit here and beat up on him, but... If you remember, you remember. Yeah. Like that, it was, it was stubble fielding a little bit, as you like to call it. Oh, that's right. But, uh, so you're going sack and half. Second half. I'm going to say push, if I could. I believe he gets a half sack. I think it's a, you're going to call it a stubble field. I think it's a more legitimate sack, though, maybe than a true stubby. Like, I believe someone will have the quarterback. I just, I don't know which quarterback it's going to (laughs) be. Who could say? wrapped up, mm-hmm. and then Chase Young co-wraps him up and co-slams him to the ground. So it's not going to be like he wins one-on-one and crushes the, the, the whole play with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a true, legitimate, I met you at the quarterback kind of, you grabbed him and so did I, he might have gotten away, but I was here, half sack, gets him to the ground. Now what we do need to discuss is, mm-hmm. if it is Jacoby Brissett, I think the sack chances go down. Not like Jacoby's impossible to sack, especially if he's got a hammy issue, because you know where he's going to be, a little more block footed than Sam Howell. He can move a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's pretty statuesque. Sam Howell, though, sack City. I mean, that's going to be, he's going to give you some opportunities, right? He's been better, certainly second half of the season than the first half at not just standing there and taking sacks, but I feel comfortable in saying if Sam starts, the 49ers are going to have five and a half sacks, you know, five sacks, something like, I guess you can't have a half sack as a team. They're going to have five, six sacks. If Jacoby starts, I think that number's probably three or four. So there's just more chances Mm -hmm. for Chase. smoke smell what you're cooking there. Yeah, But you're going over a half. That's right. I'm saying right on the number. Darius, Chase Young, half sack, return to FedEx Field.
5: I came into this segment thinking the same thing as you, where I was going to say it was a push. And now I'm, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards this might get ugly. You already know. I think it might be a breakout for Chase Young. Oh, stop. Right here on his his old home turf. In year four, here it comes. In year four. I think this is it.
3: (laughs) Game number 53.
5: I think this is his first career three-sack game.
3: He'll double his career total at FedEx Field in this game. (laughs) By the way, can you imagine? It's actually not game 53. It's game 42. I apologize. Mm. Can you imagine if he has his first three-sack game? Yes. I mean, that would be unbelievable. Are you really calling it or are you just being a funny goose?
5: I'm calling it. I'm calling a three sack game for Chase Young. It's going to happen. It's 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 just, it's it's in the stars for us. They're that's the kind of thing back. that happens for us. The revenge game yeah. happens Uh-oh. all oh. time. Darius is about
3: to go full, woe is me here. It, because that's, that's what
2: it is. When has it not been that? It's true. No, no tackles that we're aware of are going to be playing in the game. They're going to throw it 78 times because they'll they're be down
3: a million. By the way, that is a great point. Yeah. Now, Wiley is questionable. I don't know if that's good or bad. Because they got this guy, Trent Scott. I don't know; who, wouldn't recognize him if he sat on my lap. I would say, sir, why are you on my lap? And who are you? And then he'd say, I'm Trent Scott from the Washington Commanders. Are like, you, though? Okay. You could, do you have to sit here? I could get you a chair. That, that's how the interaction would right, go. Right, right, right. I don't know if he's better than Andrew Wiley or not, though. It's very possible that he is. According to PFF, Wiley's given up 13 sacks this year. Oh, man. Trent Scott hasn't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen. <laughs> no, He hasn't played. That's the big reason Trent why. Trent Scott hasn't. Trent Scott has given up zero, like yeah. me and you, but it's partially because he hasn't played. Mm-hmm. Is that a
5: league-leading 13 sacks? by the way?
3: I don't think so, actually. How is that possible? I got to look this up now. I'm pretty sure there's a tackle who's given up more. I feel like a Evan Giants Neal. tackle's
5: really done some yeah, work up there. right? it's got to be Evan Neal, right? then, if that's it.
3: Oh, Evan Neal. Has he played enough games? Mm. Has he been fully healthy? He's played more than seven or eight games. That He's probably guy got a is shot. a human turnstile. It's unbelievable. He hates physical contact. He also hates, like, not yelling at fans about how bad he is. Mm. Remember that big controversy? I do now, yeah. He, like, was upset that people were upset at him. He's like, dude, maybe just sit this one out. Like, wait till Sunday, give up two more sacks. But for right now, yep. let's just sit this just one out. Just wait a minute. Ah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's true. They don't have any healthy linemen. Although... <laughs> That didn't stop Chase from not getting sacks a lot of the time here. Yeah, that
2: didn't matter. Remember when that Chargers game when they were that some guy named Schwartzkoff or wrong. whatever his name is.
3: <laughs> you sleep on his name. Sizmekoff. What was his name? You want to know his name? Storm Norton. Yeah, and Norman Schwartzkoff. Which, by the way, is such a fake name. Storm Norton. He couldn't be asked
2: to beat the guy from Northwestern that apparently was the, was the Chase Young whisperer. Was that right?
3: Chase's first game? I think.
2: No, it was, it was year two when everyone was like, "They're going to set the record." Montez and Chase together. They're going to meet in the backfield. 50 sacks between them. I was like, no, probably the under on every number you guys think. Way less. And he couldn't beat Rashawn Slater for a couple quarters to go, we're gonna move him to the other side. And then the old guy from the uh the Packers who had a ponytail, he got he got hurt, so he had to leave and they put in Norman Schwarzkopf. Yeah, they put in Norman Schwarzkopf from the Persian oh, Gulf. No, War. Brian Bulaga. Brian Bulaga. Uh,
3: there you go. Thank you. Yeah. I was say, like, Bakhtiari never played for them. What are you talking yeah. about?
2: And they benched him. Or he couldn't play, he was hurt. So they had like the, the triple backup to the backup and he stoned chasing six on ways on the from Sunday. Thing.
3: No chance Brian Bulaga ever had a ponytail. There's no chance. He didn't. P- pretty sure nah. to ponytail. No. Nah. I think you're talking about David Bakhtiari. I'm focusing on the wrong part of this story. You're describing David Bakhtiari, but it is Brian Balaga.
2: Oh, now, I don't care. <laughs> listen. <back to> <laughs> I'm so good on that. <laughs> Whatever that is. You're picturing David Bakhtiari. I might be. But you're, t- but you're talking 312 about talking 312-pound white lineman who played in Green Bay. All good. Brian Belaga. I'm sure we're fine. That's him. I'm sure it's fine. Yes. Point is, Young was overrated the whole time. But here, this will be the time that he has a day.
3: Three Just, sacks. Yep. Uh, Ryan, half sack over under. I'm thinking the over. I think Chase Young is going to blow up one play, one play in there early on in the game. I think I'm smelling a strip sack. Oh God. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying Chase Young's bad. What, what about this? A touchdown. Oh, no. I, I could Can you imagine see if he scores? You hear Darius yell. A major tutty from Chase Young. And
2: he throws the ball at major tutty? What
3: would his celebration be? I think he would drop down to his knees, D'Angelo Hall style, with like palms in the air, kind of like each side of his arms, you know, like a look at me kind of deal. I'm going to
2: brainstorm it. Top of my head, he'll break out an imaginary piece of paper and a pen like he should have been signing, and then do the uh, the Deshaun he'll Jackson. Get it. out of here with that. No, like he will tear, tear it up. It. He could, yeah. like...
3: This is the option you didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. How, how do you mime you didn't pick up my option? How could he do that?
2: Look to look, have a pen and look to sign something
3: and go, I don't know where the paper is, and then leave. How do you mime not showing up to OTAs? He could also do that. Like, do you have have all the other players yeah, working real hard on something? Yeah, and then you, you could just kind of sit and watch, like cross yeah. your arms as they're all practicing in the end zone. So have them like run stretches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they could hold up a sign like the uh you know, like the Pop Tart did where they said OTAs, and then Chase just has his arms crossed or he could like sit he could bring out a recliner and he could like oh, sit it be with so his good. Feet that and meet up. And he'd be reading the Michael Silver article. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. That that's the play. That's the one. He lifts up his jersey. And on his T-shirt. It's just a printed just a article. printed copy by Mike Silver. <laughs> Maturity. And it was all the stuff Ron leaked about how like he, he can't play or whatever. That would be Claude Monet. That's a good bet. How do you
5: mime a Chipotle commercial?
3: Good question. I think you could, that one's easier. I could like do a wrapping of a burrito. Okay. Mercedes-Benz
2: of and, and
5: Arlington. You could do that it.
3: one. Um, I'm going to have your answer for who's giving up the most sacks in the league as soon as we return on Grant and Danny. Let's do some other over-unders. Let's grab some off end and do that. Top of the hour, does Grant know the band for Caps tickets and our confidence points picks on G&D. Welcome back. Grant and Danny on the fan, taking you to 6.30 on a football Friday. We will take a dive into the NFL schedule. In our final few minutes with our confidence points picks, I will say tomorrow night's going to be very good. Lions at the Cowboys 8-15 East Time. You schedule these games so far out that very rarely are two really, really good teams playing, but 11-4 Detroit and 10-5 Dallas. I got that one right. That qualifies. And then this one's at 1 o'clock. So the, the stinker of this is that it's during Commanders 49ers. So if you're like me, you're at the Commanders game. You can't quite enjoy it to the same extent, but uh, I'll definitely have uh, screen up watching this while at the game, Dolphins Ravens with a potential number one seed in the AFC on the line. Miami will not have Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill has come back, so you get one, you lose one. But eleven and four, trying to get to twelve and four, Miami, and they will have completely reversed what we feel about them if they back to back beat Dallas. What a huge win it And would be. Baltimore. Yep, like they'll be the, the paper tiger that everyone was kind of laughing at. Uh, they can't beat a good team. To then beating a double digit win Cowboys team and a 12 win Ravens team after they just destroyed San Francisco, they'd go into the playoffs not only with a bye, but I think a lot of people would be talking about them as a possible Super Bowl team. Totally. A
2: lot can change here in these two weeks, right? Because they've got the Ravens and then Bills back to back. The Bills will be desperate in all likelihood,
3: right? Either have a chance to win the division or,
2: you know, well, buy to make thinks? sure they get in.
3: Dolphins lose to the Ravens. They're 11 and 5. Mm-hmm. Bills are going to beat the Patriots. They're 10 and 6. They're now a win over Miami in the final week of the season away from winning that division outright.
5: That would 100% be the Sunday night football game to end the season.
3: Have they... I guess they wouldn't have done it yet.
5: Yeah, they haven't announced it. They usually wait until...
3: And by the way... Correct. That's chill-inducing. If we got a division championship game with Buffalo trying to sweep Miami for the season with the division on the line, let's go. Speaking of let's go, it is time for some FanDuel props from Darius.
5: Well, usually we would start with the... Quarterback of the Washington Commanders. Quarterback. Unfortunately, FanDuel doesn't know who the quarterback is, so they don't have one listed at the moment. <laughs> yeah, if you're just jumping
3: in your car, Jacoby Brissett is questionable. He injured his hamstring. And they may have to turn back to Sam Howell. Why are you doing air quotes? Why'd when you do make that? air quotes? Why'd you do did that? Did you see that, Danny? Yeah, he totally did that. I believe he injured his hamstring for sure. I just it's the most amazing thing that's ever happened. Why did you wink when you said at that time? I don't, I don't even kidding. like this game. I'm no, kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, he did. He injured his hamstring, and he may not play.
5: All right, let's go with <laughs> the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy. They have his uh, over-under passing yard set at 271.5. That's a lot.
2: I've actually got the under on this. I think the lead will be so massive uh, that it'll just be a run fest. So, I think he probably throws for 250-2 uh, before halftime. What's the number? Give it to me again. 271.5. That's,
3: that's going to happen. Uh, I think he only plays three quarters. I think he goes for 315. Uh, Brock Purdy over 270 and change.
5: All right, let's get some receiving numbers here. We'll start with the number one for the 49ers. Let's go with Debo Samuel,
2: 60 and a half receiving yards. Over, under. Slight over on that one. I think he ends up with probably 75 yards at a touchdown.
3: I will say over as well. I don't think he goes crazy, but I think he does have 75 to 85 yards. I think the guy that goes nuts, I'll go over whatever Brandon Ayuk's total is. That's my bit, too. I think Brandon Ayuk's going to go for 115. If you double it,
2: I'll take the over still.
5: All right, let's go with the tag team partner. Brandon Ayuk is at 68 and a half. Over.
3: Uh, Yeah, he's going to go, I'm going to say, eight catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. Seven for 115 and a tutty.
5: I have both of them on my fantasy championship
3: team. Let's go. You're going to win. I'm glad your playoff started on time for you to get your roster. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin St. Juiced out. Kendall Fuller out. Uh-huh. A lot of Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes in. Plenty of Christian Holmes. Lots of Tariq Castro fields.
5: Terry McLaurin over under his set at 55 and a half.
3: Actually, I actually think he was over. Is this here. one of the weeks where enemy knows he's on the team? Do Ooh, we know? We actually we need to clarify that. Yeah. Figure that out, and then i will get back to me. So I'll i text
5: do, Michael
2: Phillips.
3: Who's I do the quarterback an... going to be? Jacoby throws to him. Hmm.
2: I do think it's over. I think it's a laugher. I think yeah. it's a blowout. So th- this is an empty calorie garbage time, third and fourth quarter type situation. I think he goes over. He will
3: go over. I agree.
5: Christian McCaffrey's receiving over. numbers are set, set at over under 31 and a half
3: over. Oh, oh, that's an easy over. That's a casual over. His longest catch will be 33. Is that first quarter? That's a wheel route. Now, Jamin Davis isn't there to help out, but that is a wheel route with uh, is David Mayo around still. I don't think he is. Maybe he'll be trailing on the play. Um, Someone will be tracing him wearing a fifty-something, and he'll he'll be open.
2: It's two option routes on the first drive. Like one's an arrow, one looks yeah. like the arrow. Then he goes the opposite direction, and he's just burning people. Comfortable. It is rough for
5: Jahan Dotson. They have him set at twenty-six and a half.
3: God, what a disaster this yep. year was. For Horrendous. Him. I have never been more wrong about anything. Uh, he's going way over. He's going to have like thirty-three yards. <laughs> Four Pop- catches. <laughs>
2: is So if it's
3: Brissett, over. If it's Howell,
2: I think there's a secret silent feud between them where they refuse to get open and refuse to throw to
3: him. Oh, you silly I dudes. made that up. Uh, that's some overs and unders for you. Bye-bye, Richmond. By the way, Darius, I told you I'd find out who's given up the most sacks. So the 13 that I saw was not PFF's grading. I've seen that elsewhere for Andrew Wiley. PFF has assigned him nine sacks, which is tied for third worst in the NFL. Makai Becton of the Jets has 12. And Andre Dillard of the Titans has 10. Pretty sure he never gave up a pressure or something like that in his last 700 snaps in college, former Eagle. Gave up some this year, I guess. Washington, or, or I believe is where he went. But uh, he's given up 10 sacks this year, so he's not the worst. Yeah! He's not Those the worst. Those are a worst. couple of former first-round picks there. This is true. All right, next, if you want Caps tickets, we got them. You can win them. We're going to play a game you got to call in right now to play Does Grant Know the Band at 800-636-1067. We'll play that game for tickets, and we will also give you our confidence points picks in our final segment next on GD.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.